0: Welcome, 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 all of you, to Staying Power, a show and podcast about resilience, what it is, how we can develop more of it, and how it can improve our lives with more ease, purpose, flow, and meaning. I am JDK Winniken, and here with me to share our ideas and our experiences in helping others around the world choose resiliency is my friend, colleague, and co-host, Tawny Sanabria. Hi, Tawny. I'm excited to be here with you. Hi, JD. It's our very first show. I know. It's so
1: exciting. I
0: know. It's really exciting. Um, <laughs> so happy to have you here and to talk about something that I know we both really care about and have lots to say about and really think a lot of people would really enjoy having more of, and that is resiliency. So let's just jump right in. Resiliency, mm-hmm. what is it? Holy smokes. So <laughs> many things. So many
1: things. But I think... The, the 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 snapshot that will work for us in in how we'll talk about it is really the capacity to recover mm. the capacity to recover from relational issues from health concerns from trauma related incidents from emotional Uh, difficulties, uh, mindset issues, all of those pieces, the capacity to recover. And what does recover even mean? Right. Right. We oftentimes think recover means go back to how things were not in this case. Mm -hmm. We going back to how things were before whatever (laughs) we've experienced is actually not growing. So we don't want to think about, okay, resiliency is going back to in any capacity, right? We've had this event or we have a physical concern or we have an emotional sort of concern and we're always wanting to, well, if I could just get back to the way things were or how I felt when, Mm -hmm. that's not resiliency. Resiliency is the capacity to recover, which means moving forward, which means I am different. I am different now. And, and then how do I manage through, adapt through life? I mean, it's a big deal right now in life mm-hmm. to be able to have some resiliency or hit all over the place with things. And how do I have the capacity to recover and continue or move into more of an optimal state Yeah, of some kind of wellness?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like a growing forward, isn't it? Rather than a going back, right? A growing forward. It's
1: impossible to go back. Yeah. Again, that would be like a plant. You know, I've talked about plants before. That would be like a plant wanting to go back to, like we would just even be, how's that even (laughs) work? Like our garden, like our garden. No, I just, the corn, like, no, I just want to go back to the seed. Like I was comfortable there. (laughs) What? How does that even, right? That's not even possible. Yeah. Right. unless we dig it up and throw it in the garbage, right? But if we let it sit there, it's going to continue to grow. That's what we do as humans also. When Mm -hmm. we fight against it, that's Mm -hmm. when we struggle. That's right. That's right. More so than we need to.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot because I think it's the, the capacity to recover, right? And what that looks like and how do we optimize our ability to do that? And it comes from every single direction. One of the things that is so, both on one hand, so, so it can be so tricky about it, but also presents so many different opportunities is that every part of our life offers opportunities <laughs> to build resilience and different avenues through which not only can we build it, but it can actually show us that growth, that growing forward gives us that ability to do that. There's so many things we can do to develop that. And that's why I'm really excited about this. Cause this is kind of like, this is a topic that never really ends. <laughs> You know, it's like it could just keep going. Just like our our moving towards more and more resiliency or developing more and more of it never ends. This is a this is a lifelong journey and development.
1: Isn't everything? It is. Isn't everything a lifelong journey? It I mean, is. if you really
0: think about it, like it is.
1: We don't ever stop in any any area, mm-hmm. I, I think in our lives. I mean in general, unless we just numb out and escape and avoid. And not engage at all in our lives, which s- that can happen, mm-hmm. um, and that is what that is. That would be the body and the nervous system in a numbed out, disengaged, or stressed out state chronically. That wouldn't allow for res- resiliency to occur. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. But the good news is is that we all have the capacity to experience resiliency, but we've got to understand a little bit about and design our life in ways that are going to allow for experiences to be had um, internally, embodied experiences to be had so that we can um, navigate and manage and get to know our own nervous system and we can work with it. So when I think about The capacity to recover, the nervous system in our body is key to our capacity to Mm -hmm. recover. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a lot about the nervous system also in terms of resiliency. Yeah. Because when it's dysregulated, when we're all stressed or escaping life, resiliency is blocked. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah blocked, walled off, buried in the ground, <laughs> sent into orbit, <laughs> pick your, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and my own, my own previous life experience shows that. I was once a professional <laughs> doing that, you know, and, and, and with all the, with all the devastating and destructive consequences that come with that, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's so important in that regard that the nervous system piece, that embodied space, right, the embodiment of those things is a huge part of what we're talking about and and how we take care of ourselves and that connects then and dovetails into how we view ourselves how we talk about ourselves what do we surround ourselves with <laughs> you know what are the what are the habits that we develop what are the practices that we have where are things like curiosity in our lives or taking healthy chances or doing things that are fun to what degree do we do those things and while there are a lot of common things that we can talk about, we all are different, right? And so some of these things are going to look different and are going to be, come out different and are going to be expressed different because we're all different. And yet the benefit of all that is, and the reason why we get so excited about this is all the things that we say and truly do want more ease, less stress, more connection, more meaning, you know, and we choose that, you know, we choose whether to move towards that, or we choose to move away from that. We choose to numb, we choose to engage, you know, and sometimes I know it can, for people it cannot feel like that. It can, like conditioning can feel inevitable, right? Conditioning can feel like I have no other choice, no other option. This is how I'm wired. But as another thing that we're stressing here too, isn't it? That, that resiliency is a choice. In fact, I think it's the it's the tagline for this show, isn't it? Resiliency is a choice. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it is a choice, even though it doesn't feel
1: like a choice at yeah. times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When when we increase our awareness, when we start working with the nervous system, when we start understanding sort of those subconscious or taken for granted kind of ideas and beliefs and ways in which we've been conditioned to see be in the world, once we start to really kind of look at those, then we start to uncover this—the reality that 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 resiliency is our choice, and our nervous system can help get us there. But if we don't know anything about any of this, and we just think we're either born with resiliency or not, then we tend to believe that. Yeah, um, I, you know, it, it. I I've tried. I've done all of those things, but we're really looking. We're looking in the wrong areas
0: mm-hmm.
1: for this to to experience it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, we hear a lot about post-traumatic disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this whole other uh, mm-hmm. belief, there's this whole other sort of like idea around post-traumatic growth that we don't hear much about. Yeah. But what if we did? Uh-huh. But what if we knew more about that? I've I've talked to different people along the way and I say post-traumatic growth and they say,
0: I've never heard of that. I know, same but thing. we've all heard post-traumatic disorder, right? Right. Yeah. Same thing. Same I mean, thing post-traumatic here. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and you know and and to me, I mean, I have my own. I have a lot of questions on those things that that like that, particularly PTSD, because I wonder what is the natural response to <laughs> something traumatic, right? Um, there's nothing unnatural about those responses that that get labeled this disorder, and so. A disorder, in in my mind, is something out of the stream of what is natural or expected or quote-unquote normal. But what that can end up doing, and again, in my case, that has happened, it can feel like a label or something that's stuck on me or something about me is broken and can't ever be fixed and there can't be any growth. I mean, just the very name of post-traumatic growth is way more engaging, (laughs) way more exciting, right, Mm -hmm. in that. Yeah. 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 And
1: if we go back, if we go back to resiliency being about the the capacity to recover quickly, right. Like th- so many, w- once we get labeled with post-traumatic stress disorder, like w- the, w- where in that is the recover quickly? Yeah. Where is there is recover Yeah. in that, right. It just is becomes a weight that it's sort of like, maybe someday it goes away. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. And all I know is that when this thing happens, I'm going to like have difficulty with it Mm -hmm. from here on out when, when I get triggered. Yeah. When to your point, like if we've had a traumatic experience, our whole life has, well, how we knew it before and how we know it now is because it's completely changed. Yes. It is going to, it's going to discombobulate us. It's going Mm -hmm. to create fear, it's going to that create uncertainty, all of those things. Um, And if we don't know that we can grow from that, actually, then, then we do end up feeling stuck and stressed for a long
0: time. Yeah. And that happens enough times, you know, and we, we remind ourselves with that language from that assumption, remind ourselves, is it any surprise that more and more people begin to spiral? They feel like they can't move forward or they feel they're moving one step forward, one step back in perpetuity and what gets lost, the resiliency, right? Or even the notion that that can be done. And it's no wonder that people then descend into states of real difficult things. Um, you know, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, leads towards suicidal ideation or moving into groups of people that are focused on, division and hatred and, and, you know, those kind of false communities that we can build, particularly on social media and things like that. No wonder that happens. And and we see it time and time and time again in so many different directions, you know, and, and yet it's this, it's this piece for us that if we can explore it and develop it, that growing forward, it's a whole different way than what we are taught and conditioned than what we see every single day. As a possibility for ourselves and that's that's one of the things i'm so excited about that we're doing here on staying power is exploring that very thing because it does not have to be all those other things
1: Mm -hmm. yeah there doesn't need to be um uh sometimes there may not be a need for medication for example Mm -hmm. sometimes there may not be a need for um isolation for example Mm -hmm. or believing that you know, relationships are going to be unsafe, for example. You know, all of the kinds of things yeah. that we end up learning or starting to believe because we've experienced a traumatic event. Now, certainly, there's a uh, we're not saying that traumatic events don't occur because they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. And we're not making light of any of those either. Just that there might be an alternative um, or an additional. Kind of way to sort of view this that might uh, give us some of our uh, some more empowerment or or some more um, just uh, agency in our lives. We don't have to be that word broken. That word broken gets me every time. Yeah, me we don't have to be broken. Mm-hmm. We can grow after something like that. Meaning can increase, appreciation can increase, mm-hmm. connection can in- increase. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to know about this, and and, and uh, if and then, and then and so this is why
0: we're doing this. Yeah. So we can help. Yeah. People know about this. Yeah. That we have capacity to grow like that, right? That no matter what is happening with us or has happened to us, where we are in life, we have this capacity to develop more resiliency and move beyond what oftentimes we're told we can move beyond, right? Because of whatever reason, a diagnosis or something like that, again, not to say those things don't matter because they do. But to simply think that's all there is, and we're caught in this because we've, we have this issue or we've got this diagnosis or we've got that is to deny the possibility of engaging and finding out more about what is within us and what we're capable of than we would find out otherwise. And Mm -hmm. both you and I have a lot of experience in our lives with the former (laughs) and with the latter, with experiencing that and living that in our own lives and seeing it lived out in, people that we know and the clients that we have. Um, to me, that's what's so interesting about it. I've got so many thoughts on, we just talked about PTSD, that's one of them, but man, let's get into things like addiction and recovery in later episodes. There's so many things there that I think that this can really help with, for example. you know, The other thing too, Tani, that comes up for me with this is I know that resiliency has been, I mean, sometimes it can come across as a buzzword, right? And chances are people listening to this, are, oh, I've heard about resiliency before Um, As if it's like this new thing, right? (laughs) But it's not. I mean, that's the thing for me. The the historian in me loves the fact that as long as there's been people writing things down (laughs) on stone, on paper, (laughs) wherever it might be, there have been people recognizing not just that resiliency exists, but that it's actually a key threadway, pathway for humans to live and to grow and to thrive in all the ways that we're talking about. This isn't something new. They've been talking about this for as long as people have been around. And to me, that part is pretty exciting. I feel like we're in some ways part of a process of rediscovery or re-examining, bringing in things that are important for this decidedly different age that we live in from just 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: I think um, you're
0: you're absolutely right. Like we wouldn't
1: be here. If there wasn't a long line of resiliency that that our history has,
0: yeah, we are proof of all the humans. We are proof. (laughs) Yeah, we are proof. You know, I the I oftentimes again the historian's mind in me oftentimes goes back, and I I can find comfort and connection with people and eras hundreds of years in the past when I can see something that sounds common or sounds familiar. You know, and and the ancient Greeks talked about resiliency, right? Um, Aristotle talked about it. You know, Epictetus, the great mathematician, talked about, you know, as we think, so we go, right? We're making things up in our head. If we don't do that, we can actually be resilient. And, of course, for me, the big one is always Lao Tzu, right? Sixth century B.C., talking about the importance of resilience in a sense of flow, right? I mean the, the quote of his that always comes to mind is those who flow as life flows know they need no other force mm-hmm. you know right and so much of resilience is you know to flow in a river and he uses he used the analogy of water all the time right he's the root of taoism so you know he used water all the time as a metaphor and to flow with water you must accept that you need to flow <laughs> that's swimming against mm-hmm. it may not work because it can be easy to think that resiliency is turning around and swimming against that tide necessary right. <clears throat> and what he's suggesting is no it's not Mm-mm, not at all that's a lot of effort so what we're what, what we're not saying is that resiliency is all about quote-unquote effort in that regard even though effort is involved and intention is involved that type of thing we're not he's talking about Flowing with something and moving with it and navigating with it, accepting the reality that some of it is going to be smooth, other areas are going to be fast, some areas are going to be full of rapids. But if you flow with it, that that very fundamental basic of accepting that you need to flow is the basis for everything that comes next in how you navigate that river. I, I just love that example because that to me really resonates with what we're talking about or at least a thread of it.
1: Yep, yep. It reminds me of the nervous system as you talk about the river, because here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Because we don't want to stay in the rapids our whole life, right? Of course. But we do things that keep us there.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. That's the
1: thing. We do. We don't know that we're do. We're actually doing the things that that keep us in the rapids, and we wonder why in the heck am I so stressed out? Well. You know, when we start to take a look at what's actually going on, you're fighting
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? or creating circumstances, designing your life that's going to be bumble, 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 bump along where you're not even e- ever able to get to the nice, calm water part, right? Mm-hmm. The nervous system is designed to be able to, okay, stress comes, fight, flight, fun, freeze, it comes. And then if we let it, it goes into a more calm state. It's mm-hmm. designed to have some stress, come back down, regroup, renew, restore, recharge, up, back down, renew, right? But we oftentimes don't let it, we expose ourselves to more concerning information or scary information or fearful information. We overload ourselves by all the different distractions. We have the chatter in our head about all the things that are going to rev us up. And we try to control things that are completely not in our control. So here we are in, in the rapids our whole life, our bodies, our nervous
0: system needs to be able to flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, and that's resiliency. And, yeah. <laughs> and that's resiliency. And that's, and that's, that's what I love about this too, is that the, the, the bio, the physiological, biological, scientific side of this, I mean, that is part of our hard wiring, right. That we can really connect to and that part of that for me was sort of the revelation and, and, before this, this work was something I was doing, I personally believe my draw to Lao Tzu, since we're talking about him, which, was, which predates this, right, for me. I think that's what I was connecting to, was I think there was a fundamental awareness that he had about the reality of that flow state, that that's where it was. He might not have called it the nervous system. I don't know, right? I don't know where science was in the sixth century oh, yes. BC in China, but nevertheless, there was an understanding and a connection that he had with that. And there was such ease and openness and acceptance and the, the the awareness that began to develop for me of not just that there might be different ways of viewing things and doing things, but what I was doing to myself <laughs> that was not helpful was really profound. Um, and it's not just Lao Tzu. I mean, I mean, the Stoics talked about this, right? Marcus Aurelius, mm-hmm. the Roman emperor and the great Stoic talked about this all the time i know that's something that that you've thought about talked about read a lot about
1: yep yeah. yep i i i think what's so cool about that is like you said okay i don't know if you called it the nervous system way back then what's well you know the, the science what, what was going on um there was a connection to nature yes and an inherent knowing that we are connected and similar mm. yeah. right
0: yeah yeah. So what
1: if what if like the rivers or in the water is the nervous system of the planet, right? I
0: don't know. Well, I mean, right? but you know, but it's common throughout <laughs> almost every era of every area of the world at any time in those eras, that connection back to water, to nature, mm-hmm. to that connection. Pick a pick a religious tradition, a philosophical tradition. Um, you will find it. It is there. And that to me is what makes it so profoundly clear that you and I, we might be talking about some things that feel new to some people. We're we're, we're part of that larger continuum, right? Mm-hmm. Of that awareness and connection. Mm-hmm. We're talking about ways that we can connect with it, that the modern world that we are in is making it increasingly difficult to do that.
1: Yes. It's yeah. keeping us in the rapids constantly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and And if we're not aware of that, then we're being run over by it. Yeah. So there's absolutely choices that can be made to get to calmer waters mm-hmm. um, I- internally and and externally, depending on w- how you know, depending on your movement patterns. Right. Right. I mean that that can be be helpful, depending on if you get outside very mm-hmm. much. That that can be helpful. So there's all these different sort of points of connection and points of um, physiological benefit that will create the conditions mm-hmm. internally for
0: higher resiliency um, that we're going to be talking about along the way. Absolutely. There's so much. I mean, we just started and I can already feel all the different <laughs> all the different things just pouring out, right? That's great, that's mm-hmm. great. Well, really excited about it. And, well, well, and so that's that's staying power, everybody. That's what we're talking about, is developing that staying power. And so we're excited to be bringing to you th- this to you every single week. Uh, you can hear it, uh, if you wanna listen to the show live, you can listen to it at 30 p.m. Pacific time on KKNW every Monday. It also then uploads as a podcast later that day for you to listen to at any time. And we thank you in advance for subscribing, for leaving us a review, and for sharing it with the people that you think would benefit most from it. Also be sure if you subscribe, you will get notifications every time the new episode appears. You will also get our midweek short podcast series called the four, the four of something, four things every week that will build in some way, shape or form on what we've talked about at some point in this process, but all things that you can do to further build your own resiliency. And so, We will see you on the next episode of Staying Power. Until then, I am JDK Winnekin, and you are? (laughs) I am Tani Santabria. And we will remain so. We will see you all next week.